Hello and welcome to the Maple Lion Podcast. I'm Sam, I'm joined as always by my good friend Matt. How are you doing today, pal? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, very well. I mean, it's still raining in Manchester. I think that's three episodes on the bounce now. Um, and today we are joined by Steve from Bristol Five Beats country band, Hicktown Breakout. This is the Maple Lion Podcast. Great. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thanks for the invite, guys. No worries at all. So we just want to find out from you, first of all, um, how did the band start? How did you guys get together? Um, and just tell us a bit about the backstory. Yeah, sure. So um, Aaron Willis, who's uh, our lead singer, uh, I've known him for quite a while. So before setting up Hit Town Breakout, uh, we were in a, like a, a prog rock type band for a few years. And um, it was sort of running, it got to an end of its, its life, really. We wanted to do something different. And what I didn't know is that Darren's pretty much background was Darren country, but never really went out and formed a country band, but always wanted to. So we took a view that we'll, we'll kill our last rock band. And we wanted to look into the country market, see what was going on there. And we thought, what a massive opportunity to start a band in the sort of country's rock genre. Um, so yeah, so we went out 2017, we got together, um, put the band together. We initially wanted to get out there quickly. So we put, we picked town as really a covers band to start with, which was always going to become an originals band. Um, so yeah, through 2017, 2018, just sort of toured out there, you know, got some really good interest, got some fans really quickly. It was definitely a market. Um, so yeah, the rest is history. Okay, so um, prog rock to country music—that's a bit of a—that's a bit of a, a, bit of a yeah. big change up. That is. Um, <laughs> so, from so you formed Hicktown in 2017, and you released a EP in your first original singles last year, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's yep. right. Yeah, yeah, um, yes, um, and I've I've got that EP on my like favorite e list on Spotify at the moment. I quite and Thank I you. love. Love the song You Lied. I really, really like it. almost sounds like it has a, like a, a, a blues sound to it as well, that, that song. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. And um, myself personally, I like Drink It Down. Um, I, I like my music a little bit more raw, heavier. Um, and I think it really sort of complements my, my taste in music. And um, if you drink it, if, you, if you're singing about whiskey, you've got me on board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you should meet the guy. Apologies for the other guys. Can't make it. Saturday's quite a hard day. Um, most of them are working, so I'll, I'll, I'll take this. But yeah, if you met the guys, <laughs> we all share an interest in, in beer and Jack Daniels. Um, you know, we, we, we definitely try and live the country thing. Um, but yeah, Drink It Down was, was us. I mean, that was a song brought in by Zach when um, we brought Zach as a guitarist in. Um, we can go through sort of who else is in the band, but it was Zach's idea. He ran with a previous band, but never really got going. So he brought it to us. Um, and within a few weeks of just sitting around the table and putting some ideas together, that, that came out as the immediate sort of first song. We thought, yeah, let's get it out. Cause it was different. You know, we don't, we're not trying to be anyone else in the country and rock genre. We're trying to be us. 
Um, but it's got all sorts of influences in there. You know, rockabilly um, is, you know, we've got rockabilly in there. We've got prog rock. We've got, um, you know, pop. We've got metal. As You know, we've got a huge mix of influences around the table with the Tempere Cow. Um, with, with Darren, you know, keeping us like herds of sheep, just trying to keep us pointing towards the country genre. But we're creating, we think we're creating quite unique sound. Yeah, on your um, on your socials, you describe yourself as um, crossover country. So is that sort of what you're trying to get across there, that you are bringing a lot of different influences into the band and the music that you put out? Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, you know, with music, there's always a risk, isn't there? If you don't sort of fit in a box, people aren't going to know who you are or it's hard to go out and get a fan. So, you know, it's it's... Uh, the, the, yeah, the, the, the crossover country term was actually from um, a review we had um, when we released the EP. And it's quite hard to find a term to say, are we country rock? Yes, we are. But we've got inf- a lot of other rocky influences, not just some pop influences coming through as well. So crossover country seemed to be a term I thought, OK, let, let's, let's, let's put that out there. The fact you've described it back to me, you sort of understood it it gives me confidence that people also know what crossover country is because we are playing with the marketing at the moment you know and this is what this year is doing for us as we're not gigging um it's really building our brand and trying to communicate to people actually who we are and what we want to be well so i i live i live in canada um so i'm i hear country music all the time it is absolutely rife in the area that i live in um, and so my wife's a big country uh, song girl and her sisters and her brother like like a bit of country music too. Um, and so when I first heard your track on Spotify, I sent it straight to them straight away saying, I've just discovered a UK country band. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was just like, tell us, uh, tell us what you think. And the reaction, like my wife really likes your music and her sister-in-law was like, that's like a really catchy catchy jingle going on there um so it and it's not too dissimilar to stuff like um jason aldean um who is like country but a lot rockier country um so they yeah, they pre- yeah. there was a lot of appreciation for that your tracks in this area that i've played it to so far that's really interesting because we're, we're getting some interest from the states uh we've got around bits of europe france to quite interesting what we're doing um canada great i mean this is this is the fascinating thing about music isn't it original music you put things out and you've got no idea really how people are gonna receive it so you know comments like that mate <laughs> i'll take that every day of the week well it's Better interesting to say that steve because uh, we had a, a singer-songwriter um, vince freeman on the podcast um last week um and his music went all the way to south korea um well. And it got a really good following. One song in particular, Racing Hell, got a really big following in the line dancing community over in South <laughs> Korea. So it's really interesting that you say that and um, you're actually already sort of getting over to international um, audiences. But yep. your main focus, is your main focus to try and introduce the English market to country music? Because it, uh, it must be difficult um, considering that it's not really... Most people would say it's not well received in this country. Um, I mean, there are pockets of uh, fans, but uh, are you finding it difficult to to get that across to the the audience base in the UK? 
Yeah, I, I don't think it's finding it difficult because I don't think we're trying to push over. We're not trying to educate a market, say you must love country because we love it because of this. Um, uh, it's, you know, we, we just want to bring our own brand out there with a country element to it. Um, so I guess, you know, what we have found is, yeah, early days when we spoke to people about country, certainly when we were in rock bands before and new other bands, you know, you mentioned this, people go, what the hell, you know, what are you going to be Dolly Parton or something, you know, and it's all, oh, I've heard of Garth Brooks and the people assume that country was going to be that classic genre, which I, I actually do love. I've spent a lot of time looking at the sort of back catalogues of, um, you know, Willie Nelson and, and you know, uh, Travis Tritt and those sort of guys. But I, th I think the UK market, right, the guys like the Shires coming through, that, that sort of educates a little bit. So the Lady Antebella, who I actually really like, the new album I think is brilliant. Um, I think we're a slightly rockier version, you know, a rocky version of those guys at some points. But yeah, I, I think it's getting there. But we're lucky because we can sit across different genres, we think. We're already getting pulled into indie charts. I saw the other day. We're in an indie. We're a top of an indie chart. I mean, who knew? You know, um, <laughs> it's yeah. I got that free Twitter. It's like uh, there we are. Um, yeah, it's it's it's. We're not worried about it. We want us. People to like our flavouring music, and it's got a country element. So we're pulling in people who think, oh, okay, we're connected to people through social media who like country. They're coming to the gigs, and most of us are saying this is interesting stuff. You know, so so far. Um, you know, we're we're sort of you know on mission. Uh, one of the one of the big things that always helps with country music is having a unique voice, and your lead singer definitely does have a unique voice. A lot of country singers, when you listen to them one after the other on the radio, you're like, well, where did the last track end, and where did this one begin? But your lead singer definitely has a voice that you can recognise and go, oh yeah, that's Hicktown. Yeah, yeah, that you know, that's that's what we always thought was going to be. Um, that this sort of unique selling point, I guess, of, of Hicktown. I mean, the, what we wanted to do is we, we wanted to have a guitar-filled sound. So we've got three guitars. We've got Darren, who's lead singer, plays acoustic, um, and then there's Zach and myself, who share the sort of rhythm and lead. So, you know, we've got a big sound. I mean, we needed a big voice to, to pitch over that. Darren absolutely has that. But you're right. I mean, when I was in our previous band recording an EP, I remember the engineer at the time saying to Darren, um, you're sounding very American. Um, can, can you not sound so American? And he goes, what do you mean? He says, it's just my style of singing. So actually <laughs> coming into a country sort of, you know, re related genre, there may be some of that. And I think that sort of twang he's got is that sort of gritty edge to his voice really works with us for a country country sound. I mean, Darren's been, I mean, he used to be a red coat. He'll shoot me for saying this. You know, he's been on the stage since a very young age. Um, and he's also, he's, um, yeah, he's, he's been in previous bands on, you know, on tour with the likes of um, McFly, um, you know, doing to Wembley, been in Japan, all sorts. We've got loads of experience. So, you know, him on stage in a live environment, he really throws it out, probably more so sometimes what you're hearing in the EP. Um, I think it's safe to say that um, in the short time that you guys have uh, been around, you've um, already broken through many barriers that a lot of bands and artists um, haven't been able to do. And one example of that would be um, your live lounge with, with the BBC. I saw that on, on YouTube uh, the other day. Yeah. Like yeah. available to go and watch. Definitely go and check that out if you can. Um, and so how did that opportunity come about? 
Yeah, good question. Um, so we work with a, um, a social media um, company called, um, well, actually we work with two companies to help with our promotion. So there's Country Music Social Media who look at the aspects of, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So they support us getting out there, um, work with us and getting content. Um, but as part of, there's another company which is connected to Country Music Social Media, which is called Scarlet River Management. And um, what these guys do is help us with venue bookings, that sort of stuff. But they've got also access to a lot of DJs and TV channels. So we had a gig that day. Um, it was in Devizes. Um, and, yeah, in the afternoon, we, we got an opportunity to go in and do a, do a live lounge, um, which was brilliant. It felt really, really fun. Yeah, that is, it's an incredible achievement because, like I said before, you know, you've got lots of artists that are trying to break that barrier. Um, yeah. And it's just incredibly difficult. So if you've got the right connections and you can do it, it's obviously the, the right thing to do. And it, it sounded great. And um, it obviously got you quite a, quite a bit of exposure as well. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I think all bands are out there are all scrobbling around trying to get seen, noticed and build credibility. And, you know, it is competitive in there, although less so in the country scene because it's very small. So we don't feel we've got any competitive competing bands. Where we were in rock genre, there were 20, 30 other bands sounding just like us, you know, so it was, it was really challenging. But, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, you know, it's things like that which helps us get the right visibility um and credibility you know we're always looking now certainly moving into the next year now bigger gigs bigger venues bigger festivals uh and hopefully at some point you'll be sort of touring um europe and potentially the states as well but nothing's set in stone yet no you'll definitely do well if you come to north america people people love that country sound especially like east coast where i, I live in new brunswick and it's very, uh, very rural, and people people love their country music here. So, you if right. you came if you came here, you you'd probably do really well. Okay, because a few gigs mate, will come out. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. I mean, that's you know, um, American playing on American turf would be a dream. Um, um, there are opportunities for us, we think, but um, you know, this COVID things put us back a year really from the, from that side of things. Yeah, um, but, you know, is what it is, mate. COVID's been a pain in the backside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could say that. Um, so, yes, you released you released your first EP. You released your first was it two singles you released off that EP, which was Rosie yeah. and is it Joe's. Jolie. So yeah, so we so we got released. Uh, so Drink It Down was the first single. Then we did a release on Jolie, and then we and then we actually released the album, um, the EP, which um, had those two songs, two songs on it. Plus, I had um, You Lied, and then Roses, which was the uh, the other new one. So um, and they seem like they've been well received. Every time I go on Spotify, there always seems to be a few more plays in in the on the the play figures for that. Um, and on your website, I saw the other day that you are, there are plans to release a second EP pretty soon as well. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. is it going to be four tracks? Are going to be more than four tracks at this uh, point? It's really interesting. That's a good question. So yeah, it was going to be four tracks originally. Um, but we were obviously, you know, if COVID wasn't happening, we were already been in the studio, you know, we'd already been done. We were going to go in in April. Um, obviously that, 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 those plans have shifted. So we're now in the studio. It's all booked up for October. Okay. Um, so, you know, after that process is finished, we're obviously going to be looking to release it probably the back end of the year. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, 
you know, uh, I mean, the EP process itself is 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 interesting. Writing in the studio as well as writing before we go in there, you know, it's, it's still a thing we're working out. But we're now up to five tracks, and I think there's so much new ideas coming in the band. We've almost had to put a plug on it, you know, and say let's, let's just keep focusing on what we've got at the moment. But there's so much contribution around the band we might end up with six or seven tracks on it you know it might end up as an album by the time we get well, to october that was <laughs> gonna, i was going to lead into that so you got one ep you're planning to do a second ep are those two eps going to come together in an album or were you working on an album beyond the ep is yeah so we were planning i mean we think the next thing's going to be an ep um and then after that we might put a great assist out there perhaps um we do want to write an album what we don't want to do is wait until the new year now to get some new music out. I mean, you know, 2000, we, we launched, released the last EP in November 2019. So, you know, it still feels quite current. We're still pushing out. There's still a lot of people who haven't heard the material, you know. Um, so that's brilliant. But we do ultimately want to have an album, you know, on vinyl, all the bells and whistles. Um, you know, that's a dream from all of us, point of view. But as, as an interim, yeah, let's get another EP out there. Uh, back end of the year and we'll probably what we'll do is then look to two of that um we'll two of the both EPs in one go um you know it gives us sort of a, a good hour set of original music to, to, to tour around the UK Marvis and um is there from your limited time gigging already is there anything that's happened at any gigs or any things like that that you would like to sort of tell us about any um, interesting stories from any gigs that you've done yeah um so we did some videos about a month ago. We we, um, we recorded some YouTube videos on each individual member of the band member. We thought we'd bring people into that. Um, if you haven't seen that, check that out on YouTube. Some of them are quite funny. But one of the questions we brought in there was, do you have a spinal tap moment? Um, some people don't even know spinal tap is, so that's that's totally cool. So a spinal tap moment is you know uh, something which went wrong or bad or quite funny. So, I mean, stories from us, we, we've got a couple. Um, uh, the one that sticks in my mind is the st we played in the stage, um, which is a big inflatable stage, right. and the uh, stage started to deflate around us <laughs> after we got about 45 <laughs> seconds into the first song, which was pretty interesting. I remember at one point, I think I had a guitar, my hand on my uh, on my, my neck, a guitar neck, whilst on the other hand was sort of pushing the top of this thing, which <laughs> was his way to stand. So <laughs> there was some plastic bag got stuck in the vent behind it, apparently we started deflating. So that was quite funny. Um, another, another festival we did, we ended up blowing two generators. So the first one we blew, um, because we just had way too much equipment um, on stage, we think. Um, they went to the backup generator, we blew that as well. So that, that's, yeah, yay. Yeah, for hit <laughs> but blowing up stages as a, a, a warning for future venues, maybe <laughs> sort your power out. <laughs> um, so that so you've uh, oh, I've lost where my thought was now. So you can't gig at the moment, okay, because of COVID nineteen. Have you got any dates set? yet for going forward for gigging to start gigging is there a date in mind have you yeah um so yeah each week each month these festivals are just coming out the diary <laughs> um we also did a lot, you know, a lot of sort of we still we still talk gig around sort of uh you know clubs and stuff like that as well so yeah they're all each month they're just coming out of the diary what we do have so our next gig which has been moved to um right at the end of october is um country on the coast festival mm -hmm. down in Portsmouth 
um, a huge lineup, it's a three-day event. We're, we're on Friday night. Uh, we're not headlining on Friday, we're one before. Um, so that'd be wicked. Um, so that's the first gig. Who knows what happens when, you know, COVID's still going on, isn't it? But we would like to think that that, that venue is going to be ready to rock in, in October. Um, so that's the only gig we're going to have um, this year. So everything else seems to be all clearing out at the moment. We're often going to start looking to book for 2021. Hey, so yeah, that's a lot. A lot of people have been like that. I've I have seen a um, a few videos on Facebook of a couple of other bands I've I I follow where I think um, my cousin plays in a band called The Ticks, um, and I seen a video of them that they posted the other day and it looks like they managed to do something live somewhere i'm not 100 percent sure whether it was recorded ages ago and just released or whether they've just yeah. been able to do it. it was a very small crowd so we've thought of the the, the place we go and rehearse uh, and that's the thing we've only got now since uh we rehearse every monday night in bristol and um this last monday was the second time we had rehearsal yeah we were a very very close-knit band um, and of course, not being able to be together has been a real struggle. So the the, the, the place we're rehearsing actually now has live streaming facilities. So what we may do is look at putting you know some face some live stream gigs on because uh, before we haven't been able to do it. We tried it with Zoom, um, you know, multiple multiple cameras were disparate, and the uh, because of the signal lapse, you can't you know music has to be a nanosecond on it you know to sound good so the slightest lag killed us so that was disappointing because we could see other guys out there doing sort of live streaming stuff you know sort of singer singer solos people um so we were we may do a live stream um but what we have what has grabbed our attention i don't know if you're, you're doing this out in the states um i think you are um car park gigs where people drive to a venue in their car we set up a stage um we even hear that facilities can fm or there's a radio signal that comes out of it. Guys can drive into an area, sit in or outside their cars. They could play our music through their car stereos, plus hear us out of the stage. That idea, just alone, sounds so cool. Um, so we're actually looking into that at the moment and doing a outside car park gig. I'd, so since COVID-19 uh, started, the um, the drive-in cinemas that, that we still have here in New Brunswick yeah. and in the Maritimes... Um, They've they've picked up in business because you. It's a great way to go and still do stuff and socially distance at the same time. Yeah. So, that's interesting. Do you know what this COVID thing? You know, I'm 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 adamant. Come, you come out the back end of this, things are going to be different. They normally are after you sort of get major, um, you know, major events like this, which hit our population. I think things are going to be quite interesting moving forward. Yeah, I think it's interesting what you say about the driving um, uh, sets and gigs because. Um, it's a different type of music, but Dizzy Rascal um, is actually, yeah. he's actually putting together a series of um, drive-through uh, festivals um, all over the country. Um, hasn't said when that's going to be yet, but he's he's one of the figureheads of actually organising that. So it's obviously in the mind of the music industry that they want to get stuff like that. Yeah. So absolutely, I think that's something, that's how the music industry is going to have to go going forward because I can't envisage um, anyone like like me being able to go to a live venue for until the end of the year. It's just the way things mm. are. It's, um, I can't see that happening at all. No, I mean today the pub's open here, so um, you know, <laughs> and our local's great. It's got a huge garden, but the pub's not open itself. You're going to be in the garden, you're drinking, and there'll be they got sort of um, food 
stations around and stuff like that. And, you know, how long is that going to go on? You're right. I mean, like you know, gigs, I, I appreciate the distancing's improving. I, you know, I, I know where the state is with the COVID thing. We're, we're sort of doing okay at the moment. But, you know, what's going to happen? You're right. We, we've pretty much written off this year. Um, if the October, if, if you know, if we can do the festival in, in late October, then great. That 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 indicate then that the doors are open to start booking it up again for twenty twenty one. But yeah, it's really um, it's really challenging, really challenging actually. Well, that's uh, part of the reason we we went for a rebrand because we uh, we both like music and we decided that this is a great time to actually keep music acts connected with the community as well. Um, and we've had we've had a great. Um, a great response from um, people that listen to music and musicians themselves. Like we literally could not believe the amount of bands that have reached out to us mm-hmm. and said, Oh yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come on um, yeah. and, and talk music. And um, we've actually, there's something pretty exciting happening next. We're not going to let it slip right now. It's a secret, but there is something big happening for us next week. Like yes. massive. Right. So keep, keep that in mind and watch this yeah. space. But well, definitely. We're keeping. Um, we're coming to the end of the show. So w- something we ask every week is, um, if you're going to pick your uh, ultimate three-man band, who would it? Who would it be? So you have to pick drums, bass, and lead guitar slash vocals. All oh, right. Yeah, I got. I got three. So um, I got Dave Grohl. Ah. But uh, but from a from a um, yeah from a, a the guitarist point of view, um, I got Lars Ulrich from drums. Okay. <laughs> and then we got Freddie Mercury. I know he's not around, but let's bring him back. And then I think that would be my three crazy, crazy, um, yeah, lineup. That would be quite the lineup. Dave Grohl and <laughs> Freddie Mercury. That's... Yeah, man. <laughs> can you hear the Can you hear the harmonies? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's wicked. Yeah. Yeah, nightmare on stage. Then too, like going for the, you know, the, all the attention. Like, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we fight. <laughs> That's the idea. It'd be like massive entertainment value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah great question guys that's a really good question <laughs> great choice. um so just uh, one last thing to do now and um that's to to introduce your track to us now um i know you've uh, you sent us through a video as well and um, so we're gonna yeah. show that on our video version but what we'd like you to do is just introduce the track and tell us a little bit about it as well i know there's a there's a um a special thing about this particular music video so if you just want to tell us a little bit about that yeah, so we wanted to do something a little bit different with videos, and we don't have a huge amount of videos out there at the moment. So again, that's part of the mission with with uh, Hicktown is to get more good content. But but we wanted to do a video for Roses. Um, it's an upbeat, as you said. It's it's a fun song. It's got some sort of serious underlying messaging, I guess, behind it. But we wanted to do something for charity, and I'm I'm you know uh, I, there's, a, there's a homeless issue in Bristol. Uh, it's across the UK, but quite a lot in Bristol. Um, so we uh, we got on the back of uh, Centerpoint, which is uh, a charity for young homeless people. So we just wanted to put a video together um, in the time of COVID when there's sort of, you know, depression and people are unhappy and it's challenging to have something fun out there. So we we, we just put a message, put a post out saying, look, who wants to be in our video? And we had a hell of a lot of people coming in with clips, um, uh, you know, of them singing along and dancing and that sort of stuff. So we edited it, to think it edited that together. And then push that out. And we, we're collecting money for, for the charity at the moment. Uh, it's been really well received. Just put the song on the, you know, got a lot of hits now on the song from Spotify as well. Um, but yeah, we just wanted it to be fun, but with a with a serious element of, of trying to help the young homeless. 
So uh, if anyone wants to go and watch it and donate, where can they do that? So um, you can donate anyway. Just go onto the Centrepoint website and you can put a donation through there. If, you're, if you want to check out our Facebook page, um, you'll see the Roses video. We've pinned it to the top of our profile. So you'll see a donate button on there. Or if you go onto YouTube, you can catch the video as well. So, yeah, it's pretty out there. If you search for it, it'll, uh, it'll come up in your, in your web browser. Brilliant. So uh, do you want to introduce your track? Yes, the next song is Roses. Try. So won't you kiss me before 
Jesus died 